Welcome to Spoken Treasures. We are Even the Sparrows, a virtual community service project created to help stay connected and provide communal support during a time of social distancing. Staying connected is a two-way street. We communicate by using our voices and listening with our ears. On this podcast, we emphasize the latter by seeking the hidden treasure within smaller voices in our communities. Join us on this auditory adventure to learn new perspectives. Thanks for tuning in to Spoken Treasures. I'm Joshua, and I'll be your host for this episode. A little bit about myself. I am a senior from Chandler Preparatory Academy, and I participate in the select choir, as well as basketball and track and field at school. In my free time, I enjoy playing music, reading books, and watching shows with my family, which we can get quite invested in. I am here with six of my friends, the other co-directors of Even the Sparrows. In today's episode, we will be sharing a bit about who we are and the essence of our project. Each co-director will share a little bit about themselves, like I did just now, except I also get to ask them some interesting would-you-rather questions. For the sake of order, we'll go alphabetically because I also found a bunch of alliterative adjectives to add to their names, which I hope you guys will enjoy. So first up, we have the abundantly able Abby. (laughs) Hi guys, my name is Abby. I am a senior at Hamilton High School. Go Huskies! Um, I'm also a pretty big music lover. I have been in the choir program at my school since freshman year, and I also play the piano and ukulele in my free time. Um, At home, I really love to bullet journal. I also like arts and crafts, and sometimes I go hiking with my family. And even though I cannot cook for the life of me, I really love to watch MasterChef. It is just one of my weird, really weird perks. Thanks for sharing. I too actually like to watch cooking shows a lot. Like my mom, she watches a bunch of baking shows so that she can learn from them. They're actually quite educational. Now, I have a question to ask you. Would you rather time travel to the future or to the past? When, where, and why? Mm, I think I would like to time travel to the past just because if I were to go to the future and see something that I didn't like, I think like every hero in the story, I'd want to change that and it would result in some pretty sad and tragic endings. But if I were to go back to the past, I think I'd really want to visit my childhood memories and um, kind of get to see my earliest memories since I cannot remember those. So I think that would be really interesting. That's really nostalgic and sweet and very wise to not try to change the future and maybe cause some great catastrophe. All right, next up, we have the amazing amicable Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda. Uh, I also go to Hamilton High School, um, even though it doesn't really feel like it since we're all online, um, or at least we have been so far. As for things that I like to do in my free time, um, I mean, I used to complain that I didn't have any hobbies, so I've been trying out a few ones lately. Um, The one that I've enjoyed the most is embroidery, and it's been really therapeutic for me, even though most of the time I'm just trying to get the thread through the needle. Um, another thing that I like to do is to read. I actually just finished Catcher in the Rye for the first time. Surprisingly, I wish I read it sooner because I actually really enjoyed that. And another thing is baking because, um, my family has celebrated like six birthdays already in quarantine, so I've had to bake a lot of cakes. Nothing fancy though. 
yeah, more formally, I also participate in speech and debate. I play the flute and I have since like fifth grade. And I also play tennis, though not competitively anymore. That is really cool. That many cakes could like, you could start your own bakery already. Like seriously. <laughs> only if everyone likes vanilla cakes, because that's the only thing I can make. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I would Nothing eat that all day. <laughs> For your question, would you rather work 10 hours on a day shift or work seven hours on a night shift? And this is for five days in a week. I feel torn between that because one is obviously like less hours total, but the other one is during the daytime. So I would have to choose 10 hours in the day as opposed to seven hours in the night because my sleep is like really important to me. And if I don't get at least like eight hours, I get really cranky very easily. Plus, I feel like if you if I had a night shift, I wouldn't get to see my friends and family as much because they have their own schedules as well. I totally get that. I also really like to get enough sleep because when I'm tired, I just get stressed out a lot more about so many different things. I feel like I'm way busier when I'm tired and just getting good rest is always important for all of us as people. So make sure you get good rest all the time. Entering the scene now is our very own adventurous, edgy Edward. Uh, hi, I'm Edward. I'm a homeschool senior. I enjoy playing guitar, uh, a bit of piano, and mostly producing music. Uh, I also take uh, photos, I sketch, paint, I do digital art, editing videos, that kind of stuff. Um, I also code, uh, I make websites and programs, and I also participate in high school swim. Nice. All of us here know Edward as our jack of all trades. He can do basically anything from like drawing cars to playing any musical instrument to like he just said, editing videos. He'll be editing this podcast too. So what you hear is all from him in post-production. Um, but since you're so tech savvy, the question I have for you is, would you rather only have a phone for an electronic device or only have a computer? Uh, personally, I would take a computer over a phone because of the creative power of a computer. Uh, you can't really code on a phone, uh, you can't do a lot of things, and if you get a laptop, it's going to be uh, similar portability. Um, a computer can also run an emulator, which is just a phone within a computer. So if you get the computer, you get the all-in-one package. He even goes so far to educate us on the technology <laughs> that we use. I feel so blessed to have this knowledge now. We should have put edifying as one of your adjectives too. I have to think of that next time. All right, up next we have the iconic incandescent Aika. Hi, I'm Aika and I'm also a senior at Hamilton High School. Um, in my free time, I like practicing calligraphy and also baking. Um, these past few months in quarantine, I've definitely tried a lot of new recipes and experimented with different cooking techniques and I especially love following ASMR cooking videos on YouTube. Um, they're definitely one of my favorite pastimes. And in my free time I also like to watch a bunch of sitcoms. Um, the Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine are a few of my go-tos and that's pretty much it. That's awesome. I wish I could actually cook because, you know, we're going to be going to college soon and I'm just going to be like calling my mom and be like, 
Hey, what's the recipe for scrambled eggs again? No, I'll just call her to tell her to send food to me, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's really good that you can actually cook already. And actually, I know those shows too. My dad watches The Good Place sometimes. He hasn't watched the newest season though. But anyways, for you, the question I have is, would you rather have world peace or be able to end world hunger? At least for me, I think solving world hunger is a much more sustainable and long-term solution in that I think war is just something that's inevitable due to like human nature. Because I think if you look back right throughout history and like all the world wars and even like all the like the regional and like national wars have mostly been started due to some like a negative aspect of human nature, whether it be like greed or like selfishness or like pride over your like way of life or your nation or your like allegiance to other countries or whatnot. And so I think if you have world peace, like right now, eventually a war will start somewhere else and, you know, there won't be world peace anymore. So I think solving world hunger is just more sustainable for like the foreseeable future. And there was this pretty interesting video I watched where people actually like scavenge for food in like New York City. They go like dumpster diving and you would expect that it's only like like rotten fruit and like moldy bread, but it's actually like genuinely good food. Like they have like, they found a bunch of like different pastries and a bunch of breads and like fresh fruit and like a bunch of yogurt as well. And so like solving world hunger would be definitely a better alternative. Yeah, thanks for sharing on that. I actually had never heard of that. Uh, dumpster diving for food. That actually sounds, you know, kind of icky or disgusting. But if you find good food, I guess that just goes to show, you know, um, how much we could help others by uh, helping to give food to those in need. And I think that, you know, if there are any disputes that are being fought over because of the lack of resources or the lack of food, you know, solving world hunger could help end some of those disputes and actually bring more peace in itself, for sure. So jumping in here next is our own jovial, joyful Joseph. Hey guys, my name is Joseph. I'm also a senior at Hamilton. And in my free time, I really enjoy cooking. Uh, yesterday, I tried to smoke a brisket for 14 hours, but it didn't turn out that well. Um, I also enjoy playing chess in my free time. If you're ever in need of the hobby, uh, chess is a great hobby to pick up during quarantine. And uh, before quarantine started, I really enjoyed powerlifting, but too bad gyms are closed right now. Oh yeah, another hobby I've been picking up is driving. Um, I really like driving throughout uh, just the city, and I find it very therapeutic to just like pass through the scenery, um, especially right now since we're not able to uh, meet a lot of people, so it's just a good way for me to get out of the house. Very cool. If I ever had any doubts that chess was a sport, they are now dispelled because your <laughs> athletic build is so amazing that chess obviously has to be an athletic sport. Alright, so my question for you, Joseph, is would you rather have no house or have no car? You know, I'm pretty conflicted on this one because I've seen those videos where people live on their cars um, like the people who like really like to hike and like they make their uh, car into a really nice house where they can sleep in. I don't know if that counts as a house and car, but I've also seen a lot of videos um, 
a lot of Casey Neistat videos uh, of him using the boosted board. If I were to have no car, um, I would be able to skateboard around. But I don't know how to skateboard, so uh, this is a tough decision. But I have to say, I'd rather have no car. Interesting. The 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 strap is to live near all the places that you have to go. All right. Last but not least, we have the limitless lion-hearted Lily. Hi guys, I'm Lily, and I'm a senior at a small private Christian high school. I enjoy playing sports and exercising. I'm kind of basic, and I play violin, and I screech louder than my pet birds, but it's pretty fun sometimes. Um, lately, I really enjoy eating a lot of sweets in quarantine. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right, cool. Thank you for sharing. We should all just get together and have like a baking communion, you know. So that those of us who enjoy eating sweets, because I love eating sweets too, like Lillian, we can just eat the baked goods that like Amanda and Aika can make because they're like pros at baking already. All right, for you, Lily, I would like to know: Would you rather hear people's thoughts or feel their emotions? I would rather feel people's emotions so that I can probably just be more empathetic and pick up on social cues more. And just be more considerate and mindful of others, because I feel like if I were able to hear people's thoughts, it would be really hard ignoring them because I already have a hard time ignoring my own like personal anxiety and thoughts. So I probably would not want to hear everyone around me's thoughts. That would be pretty stressful. Yeah, when communicating, it's always good to know how others are feeling so that we can best talk with them in a way that will encourage them to open up to us as well. So now that we've shared a bit about ourselves, personally, wait, Josh. Okay, so you've asked us all these weird questions, but now it's our turn to interrogate you. So my question for you would be: Would you rather always be wrong or always be right, but have nobody believe you? That's a tough one.、Hmm. I think that I would rather always be right, but have no one believe me, because then, if they one day find out the truth and what is actually right from what they didn't think was right, then they will know. Oh, that guy was actually right, and I think that would be enough satisfaction for me, even if no one believes me in the moment. Okay, so you kind of treat it like karma. <laughs> Not exactly. It's more like I rather I care more about being true than、okay. about、uh, people knowing that I am being true. Yes, yes have, have integrity. Indeed. Thanks for asking that question. I got to share a little bit too. But now that we've all shared a bit about ourselves personally, let's talk about who we are as a group. Abby, this originally started as your idea. You were the spark of inspiration for even the sparrows. But what inspired you to bring this project to us, and how did you choose the name? Yeah, so like it or not, I was actually inspired by the COVID nineteen pandemic to start this project, even the sparrows.、Um, back in March and April, I was at home, like a lot of people,、uh, during quarantine, and we were witnessing a lot of bad news. And I think 
Everyone can relate to me when I say that I felt pretty isolated and helpless at times, especially when I was seeing a lot of uh, media coverage about the issues that we were facing as a society and feeling like I wanted to help and stay connected with the people around me, but having no way to really do that at the moment. And another thing that I noticed at that time was um, because our school had shut down, even though Hamilton had over um, 20 something volunteer organizations, none of the groups had the resources or the structure yet to be able to uh, put together virtual volunteer opportunities. And so that really inspired me to create my own virtual volunteer opportunities for not just us, but also for other people. And um, a little bit about this group of people here. We are uh, we are a part of a church together and we are uh, in the same grade. So I wanted to really re uh, really unite us as a group of seniors, as a class of 2021, before we all disband and go off to college. And I thought it would be a really great opportunity to help us to not only get to know each other, but be able to make a difference in our last couple of months together here in Chandler. Um, so yeah, that was kind of what inspired this project. And I think also something that I should probably talk about is the name inspiration behind Even the Sparrows. So Even the Sparrows actually comes from a Bible passage. So because we are Christian, I actually thought about this passage and it really stuck out to me. It is a passage from Luke and it says, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. And the reason why this uh, this Bible verse inspired me was because it talks about how even sparrows are cared for in the community. And so if uh, God also takes care of the sparrows, then we should be willing to help our community and give what we have and be able to help others feel the same way, feel that they are cared for, feel that um, they are a part of something. And so that was the inspiration behind the name. Yeah, that's really cool. I, when you first brought this project to us, I thought it was so awesome that you were showing us our communities don't stop at the boundaries of our school campuses. They don't stop at the boundaries of our church, but rather our community can spread to each and every person um, in our state, in our nation, in the whole world, that we're all in this together as humans, as cheesy as that might sound. But during this time, as need grows, uh, those of us who are blessed with resources and blessed with the opportunities to help give back to our community, um, we should all take part in providing for the needs of those who don't um, have as good situations. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that one of the hidden underlying blessings about having uh, to stay home as a result of the pandemic is that we have a lot more people who can help and be a part of something and be a part of change because everything that we're doing is pretty much virtual. Um, we are all socially distanced in our own homes, but we're all coming together online to be able to make change. So as we were starting this project, we at first struggled a bit with really focusing on what our vision was. But Joseph, you really helped us to narrow down what areas of service we wanted to accomplish. And do you want to speak to us a bit on how you helped us to really center ourselves around what our project was going to do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we were just thinking ways to help our community more uh, long term. And I remember coming across this very interesting article about the lack of communication between our generation and the 
uh, older generation. So um, we took this idea to the drawing board and I could came up with the amazing idea of making a podcast. Uh, there's a lot for us to learn on both sides. For the seniors, many of them don't have the chance to talk with our generation and understand our very different perspectives. And for us, the lack of contact with the elderly can bring misunderstandings and misconceptions about them, furthering this gap between us and them. With this podcast, both sides are able to benefit greatly. The elderly are provided with more opportunities to express themselves and expand their knowledge and perspective through us. And the youth are able to gain valuable insight and knowledge from the elderly. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Joseph. And I think it's also important for us to clarify that um, after discussing our vision a little bit as a team, we kind of decided that our um, our guests wouldn't just be seniors on this podcast. We would want to be featuring other voices in the community that are equally as unheard or misunderstood by not only our generation, probably other generations and other listeners from different backgrounds as well. I think this really also spoke to why we named our podcast Spoken Treasures. This was a name that was originally brainstormed by Abby, but we all voted on it in order to decide on this podcast name. Do some of you who voted for the name Spoken Treasures want to share on what made that name stick out to you among all the others that we came up with? Okay, well, personally, I really liked, um, I think the big concept behind the podcast that really spoke to me was the idea that we would be like cherishing and valuing um, a lot of ideas and opinions and perspectives that otherwise may not have been or otherwise just like unheard or like, um, I guess, like ignored. So I thought the word like treasures was very like on point And I really liked how that conveyed how we wanted to um, emphasize the value of, you know, the opinions that other people have and um, the importance of like connection within our community. Yeah, that really stood out to me as well. I think we've spoken a lot about our origin story now, but where is the direction of this project heading right now? I think Lily has a little bit to say about that. Hi guys, today I'm here to share a little bit about how our team hopes to improve this project in the future regarding outreach and activities, as well as what we hope to accomplish with our service. As a team, we strive to unify the community during these difficult times pertaining to the pandemic. Moreover, we aspire to bring awareness to the unspoken treasures in the community because your stories matter and have value to us. Thanks, Lily. I think that covers who we are and what we're trying to do, but we still haven't exactly answered why. You know, why are we doing this project? And um, it's not about just having some community service project that we can slap onto our resumes that we send off to colleges and to interviews and stuff. But we really want to give back to our community that helped us to grow into the teenagers we are now. Before we're heading off to college, we might not even be in the same state anymore. We wanted to take this opportunity and take the time that we have uh, here in Arizona to really show how serving in an unselfish and unconditional way can help bring together a community to unite a community in both love and empathy and understanding. Uh, we really wanna emphasize listening to others very well. We wanna emphasize understanding our differences and being able to accept them with love and with care and still be able to see each other as another person, as a beautiful creation, you know? 
And so we believe in the power of unity to create support and hope that will help sustain everyone in our community through good and bad times. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think Josh made a really great point about having empathy for other people. And I think during this time more than others, it's very, very important for us to be able to try to understand how other people are living and how they are really doing on the inside. And I think that through this project, um, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's taught me a lot about having curiosity about other people, not just about myself and expressing what I feel and um, who I am as a person, but trying to understand other people. And I think that's a really great life lesson that we can take beyond this project as well. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing. Um, during this time of quarantine and when there's a lot of tension in our nation, uh, we just hope that this can be a safe space for people to come together, a place where people can come without feeling judged, come feeling like they have a spot in this community, feel like they are being valued along with everyone else equally. So that is the why of uh, even the sparrows and spoken treasures. And we encourage our listeners to also foster a community of unity, a community with love and empathy towards all the people around this. Thank you, Josh, for sharing. And now I'm going to ask us a couple of questions uh, just so that our listeners can get an idea of our group dynamics. I know that we've all shared a little bit about who we are independently, but I think it'd be interesting if we talked about uh, who in the group is most likely to fill in the blank. All right, first question. Who in the group is most likely to get a speeding ticket or run a red light? Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> he literally said at the beginning he enjoys driving around town. How fast do you drive, Joseph? Just kidding. We don't want any incriminating evidence on this podcast. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I guess we have a pretty general consensus on that one. Let's see. Who in the group is most likely to get lost at a theme park? Probably me. I got lost everywhere on trips like Europe and stuff. <laughs> you know, I would have said me because I have a horrible sense of direction. But maybe there's more of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get lost together, Abby. Yes. Okay. Who in the group is most likely to... Survive a zombie apocalypse. Eddie. Wow, that was a very immediate response. Why why do we say Eddie? He would use that amazing mind of his to like think of some technology he could program that would like I don't know, produce some sort of sound that would keep the zombies away. He'd be like, ooh, this frequency is like unbearable for zombie ears. And then he would program his only computer to just emit that constantly. And he would he would probably find out ways to like, I don't know, create a really cool car that can just drive through anything. You know what I mean? He's really into cars. If you guys haven't been able to tell already, Eddie is definitely our renaissance man in the group. He is just super, gr super good at everything that he does. Um, let's see, last question. Who in the group is most likely to fly an airplane? I feel like that's also Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do yeah, another I feel question. Like it's Eddie too. Um, last question: Who in the group is most likely to die first on a deserted island? 
It's kind of morbid. Maybe you should do a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Who in the group is most likely to run a marathon? I'm thinking Josh. I think that might be Eddie or Josh. I would have said Joseph. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Aika, didn't you go running with your family on like a... Oh yeah, Aika ran a half marathon. I ran a half marathon before, but I think it would probably be like Abby or Joseph because you guys both have been in like track, right? I am so out of shape, guys. Like quarantine has destroyed me. Okay, well that about wraps up these questions. So I'll hand it back to you, Josh. Thanks. So that about does it for our introduction of Even the Sparrows and Spoken Treasures. We hope you enjoyed listening and continue to tune in. And now for an outro by our iconic incandescent Aika. And with that, we wanted to say thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Spoken Treasures. We wanted to give a big shout out to our super talented Edward Wang for editing this episode and taking care of post-production. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider visiting our website at eventhesparrows.org, checking out our socials on Instagram and Facebook at even.thesparrows, and supporting our ongoing book sale. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you back next time on Spoken Treasures, where we'll be featuring guests from our local community.